What's up, everybody? Another episode of the Straight Cut coming to you from Weston Cigars Inside the Members Lounge. I am Aaron. This is Mark. And this is Kevin. How is everybody doing? As you can see, uh, Steve is not here. He's Now, he is now a little under the weather, uh, just like how everybody else is well, in, the two, the, in the two people in the world you kiss, you made sick. <laughs> he was sick about <laughs> he was He was sick as all like two weeks after. I didn't actually, last night was the first time I've seen him in a week. Uh, there's so many like, jokes right like here that just, it takes longer to, uh, no, I'm going to, like we're next door neighbors, but like we don't see each other every day, but it's nice. I call BS. No, we didn't like, uh, we had our, we had our Christmas event last night, we yeah. were up in Conway and I, uh, he was on the fence or he was, I heard him fire up his smoker. So I hopped on the fence. I was like, what's up buddy? And he's like, oh, I'm just smoking some armadillo eggs for the thing. And I was like, oh shit. Like, are we supposed to bring something tonight? Armadillo Wait, eggs. Are armadillo very good. eggs? Yep. You know what an armadillo a, is, right? You know what that is? Yes. You oh, yeah. No, of course I know is. what an armadillo But I didn't know you could eat armadillo eggs. Oh, okay. No, so, so it's not the actual, like, animal. So what it is, oh. it's oh. a. It's her testicles. <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's a jalapeno <laughs> that's hollowed out, filled with cream cheese and cherry cheese, and then, like, encased in sausage, yep. and then wrapped in bacon. And then you smoke it or bake it. And it's then kind you, of like uh it's like a Texas scotch egg. Yeah, yeah. Like a southern like a like a southern scotch egg. Uh, which is one well, of my favorite. No eggs involved. No. no. So that was my first one I've ever had. Yeah. And it was it was pretty pretty, pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. Scotch eggs, one of my favorite, really super complicated uh breakfast foods. Yeah, I love like I like a good scotch egg. Mm. I've never I've never had an armadillo egg before. Yeah, no, excellent. Yeah, I, it's I, like Texas uh, said to England, uh, "Hold my beer." <laughs> well, and it was with deer sausage, which oh, nice. I've never had deer sausage before. Oh, I've had that, and uh, honestly, you couldn't tell much of it. It was a little a more little, gamey, a little more game. Well, a little more lean, I guess. But it has a different, a, a slightly different texture. Yep, no, but, definitely uh, true. No, it was good. I mean, Steve's a, Steve's a, he can cook. He can, he can do some really. He can do some I damage. wondered what Steve's thing was. Yeah, he can. He can. Dog him out since he's not here. So yeah, yeah. Here, here it is. Like I talk shit to him in person, but I praise him when he's not here. Right, <laughs> right. I, I'm, I'm confused. I will dog him out since I actually am nice to him in person. <laughs> yeah, the, the exact opposite. <laughs> uh, right. Well, playing the role of uh, Aaron tonight will be Mark. I mean, if there's anybody else I can do it, it could be you. So. Glad to have Kevin back on here. It's been uh, yeah, it's been, been a, a hot minute. Uh, yeah, it's been a crazy. You know, towards the end of the year, you got multiple holidays. You got time is always crazy. Shit's whack. Yep. <laughs> I yep. mean, so we have so we're ha- we're doing a little bit different on our box stuff. So we have November box, December box to go. But also, you're a double dipper. Mark. I am. I'm a I'm a double dipper. <laughs> I also get the sapphire box um, because I um I'm he's bougie. <laughs> I'm bougie that way. <laughs> I was gonna let one of you chime in on that. Um, and I really like the sapphire box. Um, it's a little different than the other boxes because it's the numbers a little more random. Although there's five in this box, um, and it is, it is. Um, so I switched up. I used to get platinum and palladium, and uh, and then so I stepped up. It's like twenty two dollars more, twenty three dollars yeah. more, um, and it is. They are completely different um, type of cigars and whatever. Um, and so I'm smoking the uh, tonight, and so I'm going the sapphire. 
Um, and so I don't know if we want to go round robin, but yeah, I'm yeah, smoking yeah, the Caldwell. Let me look it up on my phone. Because the one thing that's different is you get a card, yeah, but you get no pictures. Oh, you get the... Uh, but you get a QR code, but a little description of it, yeah. which is nice. And I rarely look up the QR code, but well, I did it, for this. Nice. Well, that's because it's you You get more cigars with it. So they already yeah. have... It's it's already the tiniest print ever. Right. So imagine like throwing right. out no, another... This is like, awesome. Another, right. like two, this is two the Caldwell Long Live the King... 1107 limited edition, um, and it's six by 54. It's, um, it's medium profile according to the card, which mm-hmm. I can read cause I can blow it up on my phone. <laughs> another thing I like about the Sapphire box. The, the jitterbug does wonders. <clears throat> and all of the wrapper binder filler are Honduran. So, um, I'm enjoying it so far. It is a, uh, it's a 25 bill cigar. 25 bills. So, nice. So is eleven? I I think eleven oh seven is Caldwell's birthday, is it? November. Or I could 7th. be wrong. I don't know. That's uh. Robert blended the eleven oh seven to commemorate his fortieth birthday, ah, okay. and went well, back to his roots to do so. Um, and this is reminiscent of the cigar he blended when he was three years old. Shut the fuck up! It does not say three <laughs> years old. <laughs> Choosing to use a Honduran tobacco, this beautiful Puro wraps a Habano wrapper and a Coroa insides. You will find luxurious tasting notes, including cream, cedar, earth, and a touch of pepper. Just a And touch I'm getting a pepper. lot of cream uh, initially. Um, and uh-huh. <clears throat> definitely some uh, earthy. I get earth out of every yeah. cigar. I feel like that's like one of those tasting notes you could just throw on there just because right. it literally comes out of earth. As a great friend that's of mine says, <laughs> it's tobacco with <laughs> undernotes of tobacco. With, with hints of tobacco. It's, it's grown in the earth. <laughs> Although, you know, the Davidoff event yeah. where they, <clears throat> where Alex went through the Nicaraguan and, um, and the other one. Dominican? No, no, it was the... Uh, the um, Yamasa. Yeah. And describe the difference in the earthy notes we were getting in those two cigars. One was more of a volcanic earthy notes, and one was more of a rich soil earthy notes, um, which is why if you ever have a chance to do that Davinoff tasting thing, uh, yeah. you should do that. Because it was like, I do. I get earthy out of both of this. Would have described both of them as earthy. But when he described it, you went, it's a different earthy. That, yeah. that is awesome. And that's why, not to ruin, because he should do his thing. But that's why that one was really, really good. Yeah, I've, I've never, I actually like this one better than the one with the nuts and all that stuff, which was really good in itself. But this one, where he talked through the tasting notes, I, yeah. I, I, I like this one better. Yeah, I've, so I've I've never done a tasting no seminar. I guess the closest thing I've done, honestly, is one that me and Kevin just did a couple weeks ago, was with the craft. Oh yeah, um, and like oh. it was it was interesting seeing. What the, everybody voted for the on their favorite, and my the one I voted for is my favorite didn't win, but I th- it, it seemed like er- almost everybody else loved the, the the first blend, and that's what is their basic. So you were saying you were a loser. Yeah. What? What's that? What is that? <laughs> that's Mark's phone. That's hooked up. No, you'd think so, but I don't think so. <laughs> Karaoke hour. <laughs> oh, it's a TV turned on. 
It is 100% not me. Not that I would not listen to that music because I'm enjoying it and jamming. Oh, well, and this has to stay like in the podcast. Like, like, this has to stay in. That sounds like your music. That's why it's just so funny. It's like karaoke hour now. It's not my... <laughs> yeah, I was blamed for that. Now, hey, now... It was nice. I'm not saying that I would. I've not. It's true that I probably listened to that song on that speaker. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. <laughs> right. And instantly I go under the bus. That's the, it's the story of the last four or five days. And for the record, some of the time I deserve to go under the bus. But uh, I did. I straight up said that was you. <laughs> Somebody actually asked me, do you have an excuse for what you did? Somebody actually asked me in this game. And I said, for the thing I intentionally did on purpose and warned you about, my excuse was I told you it was coming. Well, here's the thing. I didn't expect that song no. to be affiliated with a pizza commercial. That's no, why. that was, that was <laughs> that's, that's, in that's, your defense. You were confused. That's what I was. Right. I was. Because I knew it wasn't coming from Kevin's side. You know, my, it, my, the terrorist who was describing to my my dad, who well, her favorite part of that podcast was, uh-huh. is you and I bickering like an old married couple. And I said... <laughs> I'm just going to let that go because <laughs> then we have to describe roles. I'm yeah. not comfortable with that. <laughs> God. But uh, I, I'm glad that you instantly assigned blame to me because it was soft, soft rock from the well, 70s. Then I think we know where that, where the hierarchy is. I think, I think it's still on. It is still on. It's a fucking TV. This TV is cursed. Well, you're oh making me watch the fucking Packer game, just for the record. <laughs> I'm like not bitching about it because I like you, brother. But I was like, wait, I'm hearing something in the background. <sighs> All right. Well, that's like three minutes. I got to find where to cut it out. Of. Oh, you should leave it. That's just comedy gold. <laughs> that That's comedy, dude. You got to leave uh. it. Uh, so, where, where was I at? Oh, since, yeah, the, the, the craft thing. Yeah, that was great. Um, I'm, I, I, you know what? I'm sorry, Aaron, but I cannot finish that. Uh, I heard that the Andreas. one that Aaron liked, I, which I have no idea which one was terrible. One. I, I, mine was the San Andreas. Ooh. I cannot finish that. Yeah, San you're not gonna. You're gonna. You're gonna exclude some people naturally because yeah. of the San Andreas. But I. But, but, I don't disagree with you. The, the the one that ended up getting the first because it, we still have like three rounds to go. Um, so it's gonna be interesting to see like what people wanted out of that one. Is like I don't know. It's kind of seemed kind of contradictory to what they wanted, but they chose sure. that one as the base. Nice. But mm-hmm. um, that's what I did. Did did you feel the same way? Like they like knowing what we started with but then what yep. people voted for. Yeah. I just, it's, I mean, they're the master blenders not me, but I've been around it long enough. I'm like, okay, you want, who chose it? Uh, everybody who, who have all the other non master blenders that were just like you and had a preference. Yes. Okay. Correct. The okay. one, the, I will say, um, you said they were the master blenders. <laughs> no. So like we just give our input and then, <laughs> okay. And the master blender does this thing. Though I will say the one thing idiot, I did, idiot, idiot. taking <laughs> his advice. Idiot, idiot, idiot. The, the one thing I was kind of disappointed about. It's a cool I, process. I, I know we had about a hundred people, but it looked like only fifty-eight people voted for it. So I guess just like any other uh, voting thing, that's a pretty high percentage. Fifty-eight percent. <laughs> Although people paid money, why wouldn't they vote? I don't know. That's it. Um, I don't know. Like I was because it was sold out when you told me about it. Because once again, 
no heads up. Bullshit. You got the email just as me. Oh, I don't read any emails. <laughs> I don't go. Maybe that's emails. why. That's what happened to the other 42%. Yeah. Yes, they, they don't, don't read, read the emails. Email. Yeah. Well, I didn't read the email about the 42%, but I didn't see the email about the blending seminar. Yeah. So I've particularly been, so like Kevin next year, I've been trying not to buy cigars. Mm-hmm. Although I just bought a box of Year of the Rabbits. So, um, <laughs> good job. <laughs> right. Well, but. But that's only once a year thing. Right. I'm sort of unapologetic about that. <laughs> Um, and so, uh, but I haven't been buying anything else, yeah. but, um, so yeah. Yeah. So what are you smoking, Aaron? Let's, uh, let's fit, finish the introductions on the cigars. Yeah. So I am doing, um, December's box. Yeah. Doing December's box. And I went with the Dunbarton, uh, Stillwell star holiday. Y 2022. Um, Ecu- why? I don't know why it has a why that's, it has a Y 2022. Uh, Ecuadorian, Ecuadorian wrapper, Mexican binder, and various fillers, it does not say. Um, but with this being a Steve Saka cigar, um, instantly, instantly, the second I lit it up, just a burst of sweetness. Yeah. And um, I was before I even read the, the the little preamble to it, I was like, man, this is like almost like hot Four chocolate. Score. Well, it was like hot chocolate and just... Yeah. Like just real creamy and His chocolatey. cigars are always very distinctive. Yeah. And it even says in the thing, I enjoy the cigar with hot chocolate. I'm like, oh, that's, I, I can see why. I enjoy every cigar with hot chocolate. It's just what type <clears throat> of hot chocolate do I enjoy this cigar with? So, uh, okay. So since we love sidetracking and stuff, I found out who my secret Santa was. So good job to you because I know it was. He did this, was all our, the work. It he was just our, confirmed with me. It was our buddy, Phil. but he, so Phil he, is awesome. So yep. he, he sent like yeah. a big thing of hot chocolate, like twelve mm-hmm. different styles. That's pretty badass. <laughs> I've <laughs> he just confirmed a couple things. Most enjoyed them. I haven't, I haven't had one yet. Well, she, she's been oh, dude, it was, are they the chocolate balls? <laughs> no, it's like a it's it's packets, but it's like twelve different flavors. Different flavors. Yeah. Oh, badass! That's a great idea. Oh. But I enjoyed the chocolate covered potato chips. That what? was something I've never nice. had before. You never had that? Oh my god! Good ones so are good. good ones. And I've never had a cow tail before. Do you know what a cow tail is? Cow tail? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You mean a cow tail? Yeah. I've never had one. That was uh It's one of the gr- things that you find at gas stations that makes life great. Not, yeah, it was uh it was Oh my god. Is it like, is it like jerky style? No, it's no. It's, a, it's a it's like nougat and caramel oh. or maybe butterscotch. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, dude. Have you ever oh, do, you, do you want one? I have like no more. They're yours. You enjoy, Mark, my friend. I, I would Mark, never I've steal never a countdown. Like but yeah. I will be stopping at a gas station very soon. I said I've never seen them here. Oh, are you kidding? Big truck stops. Oh, okay. Big, yeah, see, I've, I've, I've never go to seen the them. one down by the Hardee's. They will uh, have okay. cocktails without fail. Yeah, that no, was good. Like I, I open it up and oh. I was and I was like, what's that? I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> I've never had one before. Goodness. It's I'm gonna, goodness. I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking have one right now. That was good. And then uh an Phil's ideas. Oh, we're good. Fucking, he asked me, unreal. do you think this would be a good idea? And I said, so did, <clears throat> so did your other secret Santa? Yes. Mac. Fuck. Yeah. Like, you got, you got two good ones and he, him and I talked and <laughs> laughed and he, and he, um, first of all, two people that I love dearly. Yeah. Um, two of the coolest people in the world. Um, Mac, AKA Rick Rubin, <laughs> Rick Rubin. <laughs> So I've been listening. I've been on a Johnny Cash uh, jag, and the other night I went yeah. with reaction videos to honor you of Johnny Cash hurt. 
And it's, um, <clears throat> it was amazing the number of people that didn't know that he, or that didn't know that he didn't write it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, it's a Trent Reznor <laughs> song. Yep. And one dude actually listened <clears throat> to the Trent Reznor song for 25 minutes and talked about all the meanings of the Trent Reznor song. Yeah. And then watched the Johnny Cash song for five minutes and went, well, are we sure that these are the same songs? And then he went and said, what word did he change? Cause he's changed one word. Yeah. Do you know what the word is? No. Crown of shit in the originals yeah. to crown of thorns in the Johnny Cash song. Yeah. Well, I mean, even Trent Reznor said, that's not my song anymore. Right. <clears throat> I think that's unfair. Cause I think the nine inch nails song is just amazing. I think, I think nine inch nails is fantastic as a band. And that song mm-hmm. is incredibly, it's just a, just a, an incredibly See, deep song. I'm not. I'm not a. Nails I'm, not, fan. I'm not an Iron Nails fan. No, Mo is. I'm not a. I like a hole. I mean, what are we talking about? Yes. <sighs> really? Okay. Yeah, I, I I never got into that industrial rock. No. Like that. Like Rammstein. I've. I've okay. Fair enough. Never got into that. Cold you just chamber. don't like flamethrowers. <laughs> no, I've heard their shows are amazing live. Oh, like no. it. Like it's a. It's an. I, it's a so the li- so I watch a bunch of live Nine Inch Nails. Of, of hurt yeah holy shit you want to talk about a production okay. yeah you want to talk about production okay. of that song like everybody goes well it's crunchy and it is but it's not <laughs> it's not like i mean he's like it's like it's like he's super slow and it's like it's like whatever but that aside um our friend who looks just like rick rubin to the and his wife's in the music industry yeah so it, it's rick he's rick rubin a, a clean way cleaner beard though way cleaner beard doesn't wear uh, like white gauzy pants as much, but he's the, cooler. The, the over the oversized white V neck T shirt, like right? yeah. no, he doesn't dress like him. But that's that's part of the disguise. Yeah. So, but uh, Max cooler. So. No, they both yeah, both both killed. Max I mean, Rick the, Rubin's like uh, top of the food chain, but Max just notch in front. So and 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 uh, Phil, awesome. They both talked to me. I had tons of laughs. So just letting you know. Mac was the one who came up with the t-shirt idea. And so I've written down them. I've already contacted my niece. Yeah. um, And I'm going to call her this week, and we're going to start working on t-shirts. The first one being um, uh, uh, something in the wet breads. It's Mac's (laughs) idea. I've written it down. A a concert t-shirt. Yeah. And uh, we have some. He gave me a couple ideas. I've added a couple ideas. And I'm going to have a t-shirt put together and um, second t-shirt idea is, and Steve's going to be disappointed. He wasn't here for this is women of a certain age. (laughs) And my niece has about four ideas on that already. And so we're going to, we're going to do that. So I feel like, I feel like we should have one for Mo. We do. A 10 out of 10 would bang. (laughs) Well, (laughs) what bang? Okay. <laughs> um, I, I'm a little cautious about putting uh, Metallica on the shirt. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, a little, get a little Napster. So maybe a here. little George Harrison instead. <laughs> um, so we're going to have to be careful about that. But, uh, but yeah, no, definitely on that. So, um, so we have to, uh, we, so that, that is something I'm working on. Um, also, I have some ideas for the podcast. To 2023, get, here we come. Get back into music, uh, some of that. So, yep. Kevin, what are you smoking? So, I am smoking out of the November box. I'm having the Casa de Sueño Angelito. It's a medium body with the Ecuadorian uh, Connecticut wrapper, Dominican binder, and a Nicaraguan filler. And 
just right into the smoke. It's super buttery. It's, it's a really good um it's a really good Connecticut. Like I would top tier. Right right below J London and um uh, and uh what's the other one that we oh, all oh, or uh, you like? The Adabay. Adabay. Adabe, correct. Um, but it's only a portion of the price. Mike, uh, my G. Mm, super Connecticut. Yeah. So which super which one are you doing? Well, You're doing the angel, the. Aaron's picked Angelito. it up, and put, it, okay. put it to his nose, just in case Steve yeah, smokes it later. Yeah, yes, through the wrapper. <laughs> Be one of those guys that smells it through the wrapper. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's the white background, if if, it, if that yeah. helps. No, yeah, I got it in my hand. Cool. I'll try that one out. Yeah, super but, um, buttery. Like everything is better with butter. Everything, it is one hundred percent. Everything is better. Butter and baking. So one thing I did this but, this week and like butter wise is I love the the Kerrygold butter. Mm-hmm. Um, but like uh-huh, it comes in a, uh-huh. like a big block, you know. Right. So I went ahead and and pre sliced it. Oh, look at you and put it efficient. into a, a little Tupperware thing. Yeah. So every time we're cooking or whatever, I'll just throw one of those pads on there because I love like when I do like. Uh, I like European butter too. Like fried eggs or scrambled eggs. I do French style. So it's like a brown butter egg. Oh, so French good. style. Cause they, they can't win the, the uh. world cup. <laughs> I like the, um, I do like the Kerrygold and it might be my favorite of the European butters, but the other one is Irish, Kroger Irish butter, Irish well, uh, European. They're in Europe, right? I, I, I no, because it's, their, do we need to get John on to tell us what time it is in, <laughs> Okay. Okay. Arizona? I mean, it depends. We, we don't know. Is, we're is just it Northern Ireland? We're just running. Yeah. <laughs> we're just running that joke into okay. the ground. <laughs> no, it's, it's a good UK. joke, though. It's worth running into the ground. Um, they have European salted butter uh-huh. in the sticks yeah. in Kroger. And I like that because it comes pre it comes pre like, so, so And it's very similar. It's a similar concept. So here's the thing. Like in baking, you never want to use salted butter. You want to use just regular Yeah, no, butter. I'm just eating but it. As, but as a finished butter, yeah. I don't mind. Like So the Kerrygold yeah. is, gold unsalted. is unsalted. No, I agree. The Kerrygold in the silver is salted. So that, after like Mo bakes some bread or we do have sourdough or something, have that sitting out for like room temperature or in a, in a butter bell. Do you know what a butter bell is? Mm-hmm. It's a bell with butter in it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you actually know what it is? No. Oh, so a butterbell. It's pretty close. A butterbell is. <laughs> I didn't think it was probably far from it's, it. It's a. It's a. It's a. Words c- tend to have meaning. It's a cylinder ramekin that you put butter in that's room temperature, and then it has water in the other chamber. And you put it in in there. Keep it like lukewarm. And it no, you just keep, keep it in just normal water, and it keep once the 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 butterbell is is submerged in the water, it preserves the butter so it doesn't spoil and go bad. Oh. But that way, you always have room temperature butter. Nice. So, um, oh. it's so good. Yeah, it's the chef's delight. Nice. Yeah, it's uh, it's good. So, I didn't know you weren't supposed so, to use salted butter with baking, but I don't bake, so <laughs> it's really irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah. Don't use don't use pre-salted butter when you're baking. Oh, <clears throat> it's okay to put it on toast though. Yes. Like, is it finished butter? It's I I believe it's better. So, I put it on English muffins because I'm English. Oh. Those are so good, though. Uh, yeah, solid English muffin is is hard to beat. Hard to beat. And it's one of those ones where, like, I'm always always like enjoy baking and stuff like that. English English muffin though is just one of those ones that's just so much easier just to buy pre made. Get the uh, Thomases. Yeah, 
Like that's already fried up nice. You just you you split those bitches with a fork. Do you do bagels? Will you cook bagels? Because uh, like, bagels to me, like make. Oh God, no. Those no, are like, so complicated. No, I, I I I. So I had two in culinary school, and it I hated doing it. Like it was just complicated. Not, yeah, it was not my my thing. I. If Kevin makes bagels, that's stupid because there's a million people <laughs> in New York City that make really good bagels. I mean, we are like super limited here. Oh my God. So like to like, nobody. No. So there is a new, there There's is a, a moving place. Like so you got to randomly what, run into it. That's what I was about to say. I, we just had them a couple weeks ago. I'm sure it's good. And I believe. I, I, Have they found a permanent location? So Cause I'm not fucking looking. They don't, so the, 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 the times that we've had it, it's been at colonial amazing bagels. The colonial over here on Rodney Parm. Yeah. No, the colonial, the liquor store. No, on, I know on Markham. Yeah. Markham. Okay. Yeah. You've been here. You've been here nine years. Fucking. Almost. I'm not here. Been here nine years. Seven years. Eight. <laughs> not <laughs> no, been here nine, nine. Almost nine years. No, it's and all year. Stop your shit. Stop your shit. The running joke is like you're always pointing the wrong direection. It still happens. So God, I wish Steve was here. I know you do. Hundred percent. So I lived in Springfield for thirty years. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Um, thirty years. And I would sit in my house, which I lived in for oh a good twenty five. Yeah. And I would point the wrong direction. It has nothing to do with the number <laughs> of you. I just am directionally talented. It's just you. I'm just directionally talented. It's just you. I have no fucking idea where I'm at. No. Anyways, the bagels, they are they are they're top. banging. They're top. I love oh, man. really good bagels. I love a good bagel. Good uh, accoutrement. Uh, so we've had, so they have like the different spreads. We got them all. Um, I preferred the roasted strawberry and cream cheese spread. That sounds disgusting. Uh, Mo liked the, uh, <laughs> the, 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 she loves, she loves locks. So, and so do they sell like 12 bagels at once or six bagels at once or mm -hmm. is it all? Okay. Yep. So we just got a grab bag. So like the colonial over here is yes. I think about it. You make me self-conscious for that. <laughs> and they're there every day. Uh, no, not every day, but the, the two times that we've had it, that's where we've got it from. So you don't need to send me the link that tells me where they're at. Yes. Cause the old, uh, uh, biscuit place mm -hmm. had a website and they would tell you where they were going to be that way. Yeah. So like, I think on their, on their IG, they, they say where they're going. I don't have Instagram. Well, I do mean, they, do they, will they mail you something? <laughs> yes. Yes. By, <laughs> by, sna by snail mail. Okay. That'd be awesome. But no, like what you're saying, Kevin has the best bagels oh. of, of, of Chicago man. Is, Chicago is pretty solid, but yeah, I mean, that, but New York's got to be better. All right. So, so are you a bagel person since you up there at least? Oh yeah. All right. So what is, what so, is, what is, what is the best bagel to you? I, I really like a good onion bagel with just chive cream cheese. Just I'm not gonna lie, that's not a bad choice. They they gonna they gonna or the the, the, the people that work at the bagel shops gonna like, they always look at me weird because I like my bagel toasted on both ends. Mm -hmm. They usually just toast this outside, and the inside is still fluffy. Yeah, I like that crispy. Yeah, I like that crunch. I agree with you. But yeah, there's nothing like a good. Crispy bagel with just a uh, scallion, uh, no, um, chive. Oh, sorry, not scallion uh, cream cheese, chive cream cheese. Everything for me. How about you? Um, I prefer plain. <laughs> so here's the thing. Wet. I, I prefer a blueberry bagel, God. but with strawberry cream cheese or an everything bagel toasted on the inside only with butter. It's one of those two. Huh. I did not realize butter was an option. It is for me. So, 
So I don't like well, plain cream cheese. A, I, it's a, it's a carrier. It needs something else. I agree with so that. So as a kid, I used to after uh, during high school after before, I I go to after school programs. So be, between end of class and plus uh, till after school program, there's like a little half an hour period of time. I always get a raisin bagel toasted with plain cream cheese and bacon. That's oh, like okay. Nice. It's As so like good. The item being carried by said cream cheese. <laughs> by bacon. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to... You put fucking bacon on anything. It's going to be... Better. Almost better. I, I, You know what? I say there's one thing that I've had bacon on that I did not care for, and that's pizza. It don't... For me, it don't work on pizza. It's oh, too salty there. I See, to me, it's too you. smoky. It's that smoke hmm. adds to it. I don't, I don't need that smoke on, on a pizza. But... Illinois State 66, Chicago State 52. Did I, tell you, I told you last week about the uh, game in the old field house. Yeah, in the old field house. Yep. Um, uh, <clears throat> I love bacon on pizza. Really? I love Canadian bacon, in particular on bacon. Okay, on that's pizza. not bacon, that's ham. It's all fucking ham. <laughs> you so, know what I mean. Right. It's, not like, it's all ham. It's not cured. It's not cured the same way, I agree. Um, I bake. In particular, bacon bits is great, especially on an all meat pizza. But I like even strips of bacon, <laughs> strips on, of bacon on a pizza because it's fucking bacon. What fucking are we animal! I'm a, <laughs> Just a fucking damn straight, I'm an animal. <laughs> what the hell are we talking about? Okay, it's now, bacon. Now, I, oh, okay, here let me let me retract it's bacon, my, cheese, meat sauce, and bread. Let me retract my previous <clears throat> statement. If you have a breakfast pizza, because I've had it before, where the sauce is gravy. Yeah. And then instead of like, and then well, have like had, had, a little, had a little potato, some a little egg, sausage, and sausage bacon. I'm down with that. But like a meat pizza, I don't want that shit on it. Yeah, you were know. you were gonna go to super bougie territory if you didn't like breakfast pizza <laughs> with bacon. Dude, breakfast is the greatest meal in existence. I love breakfast. I agree with that. Like I can have breakfast every. Meal Did you hear day. Big Bad Breakfast is opening a second Little Rock location? <laughs> is it going to have even worse parking than the first location? Uh, it is downtown. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. You just can stop there. It's going to have worse parking. <laughs> where some, something was. So it wasn't quite as bad as the current one. The current one the per, is the worst. The current one is fucking horrendous. Right. I know. It is bad. It feels like you, you need to park across the street and then walk across so, five lanes of traffic. So we went to, um, we had to go somewhere down there last Saturday or no, I, forget, I don't know. There's some day we're, we're down there and a fucking school bus pulled inside there and they were stuck. <laughs> and this was at 12 o'clock. Right, big bad breakfast. So it was at 12 what, o'clock. Or da- David's. So, yeah, so that here's the thing. It pulled into the David's area, but you have David's parking, which is, you know, filled up, then Triple B filled up, and that bus was just stuck. And it was a big bus, school bus. Like, the guy was panicking. I kind of laughed. Mo was like, Mo felt bad. I was like, what? I was like, what is that guy what are you doing? doing? Like, what are you you doing? Can, like, even if nobody was parked there. It wouldn't work. Getting a bus in there, like, you can, it, it, I mean, he was Austin Powersing it. Trying to get out. Like, he was just fucking stuck <laughs> so bad. But again, yeah. I was kind of chuckling. And Clearly, they need to have a sign at the beginning <laughs> yeah, of the entry that says no buses. Don't bring your fucking school bus into this. I mean, David's Burgers got to be fairly popular for, oh, I don't know the big it, bad breakfast would be, but uh, David's Burgers got to be fairly popular for the school kids. I, I don't, yeah, I mean, I guess. 
But, I mean, again, I well, it was a Saturday. I mean, I don't know why, unless it was like, oh, you know what it was? I bet you know what, I know what it was. It was probably state... Uh, football? State football. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it, was, it was on Saturday. Yeah. But, oh, well. Um, so, so that's kind of like, this brings me to a, to a subject. I have a couple subjects I want to talk about tonight. <laughs> and since we're, since we're talking about food... Thanks for texting them to so we could prepare. Oh, no, this is straight up like... First I, hot, I, hot takes. Hot takes central. Um... Oh boy. So a couple, a couple things. One. One of them is I was sitting there. I'm against it. Thinking what everybody kind of does something else that they're not known for. Like, um, uh, let's see, like a, a, a liquor <laughs> company will make a special pair of shoes or something. They'll do like something. Luke Combs uh, does Crocs. Yeah, like a, a company will do something that they're not known for. More times than not, they won't do it well. It's done poorly. But every once in a while, you have one that actually really fucking sticks. So I was sitting there saying, thinking the other night, what cigar company do you think could make the best barbecue sauce? Ooh. And I have, I have my answer. I'll hold it to see if, see if we had the same thought. What cigar company? Maybe I was, I would say Roma Craft just because they're from Texas. Ooh, I didn't even think about and, them. That's a good. That's good. That's good also, logic. Yeah, and also like all their cigars are very like very meaty. You know, not in a actual meaty sense, but they're all heavy. Where it you should eat a heavy meal like yeah. steak before you smoke. Their cigars. Yeah, I, so I, I, can, I, I can see that. I, I totally forgot cigar. about them being a Texas. They would have. <laughs> they, would, they would definitely have the two feet well, already that in. Plus, plus when after we came back from our Austin trip, I don't know how they got it, but they sent me a care package for like thank you for bringing the group there. Nice. And there's like different type of dry rubs, barbecue sauce, oh, on top of cigars. See? And uh and a get they gave me two tickets to Garrison uh distillery. Ooh. Okay. Can't uh, wait to go back now. I need to timestamp the show in case any company makes a barbecue sauce. Uh I want my residuals. <laughs> Chip me off my 10%. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um just, just 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 so y'all know it. This this is came out here first. Mhm. You got an idea? I think some cigar manufacturers have done barbecue sauces. Really? Which ones? I know that Davidoff did spices. Oh yeah, because I, I they, oh, they no, uh, partnered Camacho because we Camacho just did, did we just did it for the Camacho event. Yeah, totally forgot about that. So yeah, I guess that worked. So my idea was. Uh, Drew Estate, but, sure. s- but specifically the the uh, Nika Rustica side, because that's already so mesquite mm. Like, you can turn that into a barbecue sauce pretty easily because that's that's one of the things I describe it as is like if you like barbecue and like just the aroma of like a barbecue pit, like you'll like this cigar. So my thought actually was LFD because they of the connection to all the grill. They they do a lot of the food stuff. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> are are there any like uh, <clears throat> are there any Argentinian 
cigar places like tobacco is nope. not really grown in Argentina, but like steak in Argentina. Yeah, steak wise, I mean they got that they got that corner of the market covered. Yeah, but they don't tend to do barbecue sauces. No, no. So they, they would have a chimichurri <laughs> cigar. They would have a chimichurri cigar. <laughs> Fucking a, a great a, a, a great Claro cigar that's just chimichurri flavored. That'd be awesome. Ugh. Mm. Uh, Instead of Candela's chimichurri. Yeah, it just fucking. Well, I mean, that might be the only the only way to save a Candela for me because I'm not a I'm not a Candela guy. Okay. <laughs> um. Uh, let's see what else I have. On so my my, my thought would be LFD. LFD. Well, at least we have three different companies, so mm-hmm. that's that's what I like. Um. So another thing, this isn't cigar related, and then I'll get to the next cigar related thing. Um. Do you guys like just trash tv shows like stuff is that's just rotting your fucking brain like here's the thing i was i was a sucker for like jersey shore like i it was just horrible Mm -hmm. but i watched it no no one was bad for me i saw a promo for a new show coming out called milf manor have what heard, have you guys heard this? I've not. So Milf Manor no. is a dating show that had like nine milfs on it. Mm-hmm. The <laughs> the twist is the the other the, the dating, bachelor the bachelor is like twenty two are the sons of the milfs. So so they can't date their own. Son. So they can't date their own son, but like the other Eight milfs can. can date the that, other. That's sons. not fucking awkward at all. Like that. Is just grade Jesus. A American trash TV. I'm not gonna enjoy it, but I'm gonna watch oh at least God. an episode just so I can see the train wreck happen. We shall have a watch awful. party for that. <laughs> it's just like so bad. Like those guys are literally gonna be the truest form of motherfucker. <laughs> I, no, I didn't know. Let me guess. MTV sponsoring that show? I, uh, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't see. No, yeah, the funny part is MTV has got. Well, I'm, I mean, they did Jersey Shore. So yeah, I mean, there's so many. No, uh, TLC. 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 Yep. Oh. I will not uh, be watching. Do you that. remember when TLC was actually the learning channel? Because I do. I, Pepperidge I do. Farm remembers. Because <laughs> it has not been the learning channel for quite a while. It's been a while. So, yeah, yeah I don't watch uh, TLC much. Although they do a bunch of the construction stuff too, don't they? Mm. Not anymore. My foot doctor, when I go in there, is listening to, is watching a bunch of the construction stuff. So each doctor has their Are own. Are you talking about like the, like, like the flip house things? Yeah, flip yeah, house yeah, okay. And <clears throat> the wound care doctor does the... Um, does the history channel and something else. So they all have their own like channel, their own their niche own, thing. Niche. You need, do you have the doctor that at least likes the food network or something or no, no food doctor. The heart part of the clinic doesn't want have TV at all. No food, no food. I'd, I'd actually pay attention then. <laughs> and the dentist does the uh, house slippy thing. And it's just, painful because it's so staged so sta- it's all staged incredibly staged oh, at yeah, least the history yeah. channel i think there's someone <clears throat> uh, up front about it and some of it's like hitler's 
um, bunker stuff. Yeah. And so it's just like I mean, but they always have like the the ancient aliens and yeah, oh, all that stuff. All all that stuff. But like, I mean, back in the day, like nineties, like yes. when Discovery Channel was like, <clears throat> yeah, cool it was shit. like war reenactments yeah, and it was like you know, history yeah. stuff and it was like real stuff. No, Luck, luckily, like PBS, I didn't watch it then either. Like, luckily, PBS still has a stuff like <laughs> you got Nova. Ooh. Or you got like three, two, one countdown. I don't even know that show's still around, but uh, yeah, like PBS is kind of like where you can only like still get the. Uh, and then I always liked it was like at the end of the show, they always did that one promo like if you like this this show, like buy it on VHS now. Blah blah. blah. Like always wanted to do that, but I never did. I just watched it. So speaking of Discovery Channel, I just I just discovered. Uh-huh. Huh. Um, there's a version of Animal Planet that is uh, narrated by Snoop Dogg. Shh. And it's <laughs> the greatest thing ever. By who? Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. So, I it's mean... It's the greatest thing ever. So he's he's done a few color commentators. He accommodates color. with Martha Stewart every year, the puppy ball. And, and he's done uh, Kevin Hart during the Olympics. Um, so that was always funny. Mm. Like, uh, that was great. Like, did you see the one where he, like they were doing equestrian and he was like, Oh shit, that, 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 uh, that horse is crip walking. <laughs> like, it just, <laughs> while they're smoking up, <laughs> yeah, smoking a big old blunt, just like, like give me more Snoop Dogg commentary on like on serious stuff. Like, especially like world series. If your team's not in it, you'll watch it. Just like, yeah, whatever. Super bowl. Same way. Like if we, it's kind of like like what the Mannings do now yeah. on the Manning cast. Like you're just if you have no team affiliated, but you want to watch the game, it's no different than like us just sitting around bullshitting, bullshitting. while watching yep. a game and yep. shit like that. Like it need <laughs> more shit like that needs to be embraced. You're you're starting to see more of it during like boxing and MMA uh, events, but like the Joe Rogan has become a little bit more outgoing, I guess, because you see the clips where he's like. Ooh! Yeah. And you're just going, okay. But like during like the big like the the big shows or the big sporting events, like mm. it'd be like you imagine like during uh during like ma- uh Masters weekend or something and like Yeah, that's you, ha- <laughs> you have you have whoever calls Hello Friends, Jim Nance, you have Jim Nance there, but then like on like the channel down you get I don't know. You know, Faraday and a bunch of guys got kicked off of. Uh, oh yeah, so, like, Faraday would be a good like he's he's knowledgeable but funny at the same time. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. Not gonna Masters. happen anymore. But maybe the U.S. Open. But <laughs> you're talking the single most pretentious game ever. Okay, so then maybe 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 something more like the uh, the Phoenix, the waste management. Yeah, waste management is definitely a candidate for that. Yeah, so. and but that's why Faraday's already on that. I bet. I don't know. I don't watch golf. See again, like we're coming up with these ideas. We need to start fucking trading. Is that the play? That is the play that like fucked everybody up yesterday. <laughs> it's just crazy. Was the game tied at that point? Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it was. It was tied. It was two seconds left in the game. It was about to go to overtime. overtime. Yeah, it was just so bad. It was yeah. Fucking clusterfuck. Yeah. You want to talk about these cigars before I yeah. get to the main subject I want to talk about? Mm. So, so this is beautiful cigar. I, I. I I liked the year uh, or the the King is Dead. Um, this is really good. This is nice. I like this cigar. It's uh, I guess a, an extremely limited edition or a limited edition. Um, very nice. Well done for your fortieth birthday, my friend. <laughs> and so um, creamy notes. Um, 
definitely tobacco meaty notes, um, which I like. Um, not getting the spice, yeah. sorry. Um, but I'm enjoying the hell out of this cigar. It's be- burning beautifully and slowly. Um, enjoying this uh, immensely. Yeah, this Dunbarton, um, this is the first time I've ever had this one. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I like it. It's it's hitting all the flavor notes I enjoy. It's rich. It's creamy. has that cocoa, chocolatey flavor on that retrohale. has a little bit of must funkiness barnyard also on it, which not a lot of people are going to enjoy, but I, I enjoy that one. But it's definitely sweet. Like, it has that almost like... I don't want to say sickly sweet, but it has that definitely sweetness. But then there's a little, a little must behind it that cuts, through, that cuts through that sweetness that I really, really enjoy. I got the hiccups now that I really enjoy. And, uh, construction is great. You know, it's burning evenly and the sheen on is great. And this was a good size cigar. What size was it? this was a, uh, uh, six by 52. So it was a Toro. It was a, Good one. I enjoy it. Nice. Kevin? So, I'm still really enjoying this. Also, um, it has a, and I know, Mark, you're going to judge me on this, but I always use this. Instead of, you know how people say it tastes like roasted peanut, it tastes like the shell, the peanut shell, mm. instead of the peanut shell, because it has that little cedary to it. It does also like like sweet hay, and the buttery aspect is still there. Not much spice on the palate, but good retro health. Great, have great more to smoke. <clears throat> so when you yeah. when when I think of peanut shell, I think of saltiness too, as well. Does it have that, that saltiness mm-hmm. to it? Not the, so. If you uh, one of the food I actually I eat also is like boiled peanut. It, yeah. When I like go back to China, that's like one of their beer snacks, but they don't really add salt, or people add salt afterwards. If you chew on it like that, without adding the salt, it has that you know that little uh, cedary note to it, mm-hmm. like that. So no, no saltiness, but it has that cedar flavor to it. So since you like boiled peanuts, have you done the the Georgia thing where you get peanuts and put it in a in a Coke bottle, like mix it with Coke? No, that's oh, yeah. Georgia thing. That's a that's a big Southern thing. Does it have to be po- boiled okay. peanuts? Do you know? It is, but I'm not it up. 100% sure. I yeah. think the point is they're boiled peanuts. Is it, yeah, yeah. so you just like get a... So boiled peanuts is a southern thing too, do you? Yeah. Oh yeah, Georgia's got the boiled peanuts on, on lock. But like, uh, get, the best is like the Mexican Coke. The glass bottle, shove, the, shove a bunch of... They got the Mexican sugar cane. Yeah, shove a bunch of peanuts in there and it's it's really good. Like it's one of those combinations you like you you kind of scoff at to begin with. And I do, I did. <laughs> And then you have, I was like, oh shit, like this is really, this is really good. Yep. And I, it's not that I, it's, it's not that I'm judging you, Kevin. <laughs> uh, that I'm teasing you he's because judging, he's judging you with love. <laughs> no, it's because I'm teasing you because your palate is so amazing and I'm a little intimidated. <laughs> you get a lot of flavor notes that I just have no chance. So I had my favorite teacher growing up in school is one of my, what school was this? This was at my Greek school. Um, Greek? Yeah. In so Greece? I, I, went to a, I went to a classical Greek academy growing up. <laughs> I went to a lot of schools. And okay. The classical. Did you not know I went to a classical Greek academy? 
What does that mean? Just just for those of so us. So I who went are to Leroy next. Satchel Page Classical Greek Academy. And so that means they always spoke in Greek. So you learn Greek, but also you <laughs> learn um, like uh, Greek mythology is the main. So it was a magnet school. So I, I a lot oh, of the schools wow. I went to. Why the hell would you learn Greek and Greek mythology as the primary thing you learned? So I went to a lot of magnets, magnet schools. I mean, that's a good thing. Um, which do you want to explain to the people what magnet schools are? If people no. don't know what it is. <laughs> They're specialized schools. It specializes in, in some sort of arts. Um, that's the main, like, oh, it's, no, sometimes they're or STEM sometimes magnet it's, it's school. Mad, manning, yeah. It's out, um, yeah. I mean, science, generally considered like if you have, uh, extremely smart children or, a, I mean, like we have a magnet STEM school that's yeah. right next to it's UALR. Like a, here. It's like a, it's like the whole school is advanced placement. Yeah. But were you advanced in Greek mythology? I was, I was advanced in, um, I'm just fascinated with the, the, the dead language. <laughs> Was um, I'm not criticizing it. I, yeah, well, I, it, I don't know. I guess it is dead. It's more Latin esque on the uh, on the Greek sky. Closer to Latin than it is, let's say, <laughs> yeah, nor- Spanish. Nor- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, okay. Yeah. If you want to know how Aaron now is who he is, it's because I went to all these fucking weird ass schools. No, those are uh, the, <laughs> make, no, it's not criticized. They're advanced placement schools. Yeah. They're they're. There's a lot I, I of, went, that I went, makes sense about them. I went to science. Just fascinated I, that one of them's Greek. I, I don't. I went to science, <laughs> uh, science magnet schools, and uh, that's the, cool. And theater art magnet schools. Sure. So like I was, thes- oh. I was a thespian kid growing up. I was, a, I, I was the play you kid. Told me that you were the play um, kid. Anyway, you're like an onion. Oh, it's a big ass ugly <laughs> onion, but it's, it's you're like it. a a green onion yeah. but short, <laughs> short legs. Um. What was I saying? Oh, so I had this one teacher. He would eat peanuts whole, shell and all, and oh. all, and also sunflower seeds, shell and all. Like, <laughs> okay. he's the only person I ever known. That, oh, awesome shirt by the way, Kevin. I just saw that. Thank you. <laughs> what is the shirt? It's a dance Kevin dance shirt. Oh, that's Gavin on the shirt. I thought there was yeah. no Gavin. No, Gavin that's, is the uh, robot. Is of dancing is a robot. Is the robot. Uh, bull, but that's one's like, yeah, it's like ga- Gambit, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. No, no, that's not Gambit. Um, so it's an anime called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And oh, okay. They literally cut out the face, uh, the face, and put his helmet on. Oh, really? <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. Oh, that's no copyright. That, yeah, <laughs> dude, bands steal so much like artwork. It's unreal. <laughs> it's unreal. That's why I don't feel bad when I play a song on here every once in a while. Um. I forgot what what was I talking about. Oh, the peanuts and so yeah, the shells. Like I've I, like never ne- ever. No, I can't do that. No. That's kind of. I would feel like that would hurt that would, going in and out. That would dry out your mouth. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I've put a whole peanuts in my mouth to crack the yeah, outside, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then no. Now and I do the same with sunflower seeds. Like my favorite sunflower mm-hmm. seeds. Like I'll throw a big ass handful on one side and then spit and toss. But I'm not eating the. Fucking shell, shell and all. That's just <clears throat> that's too hardcore for me. No, I agree. I, I don't know that I've ever seen anybody or met anybody who told me that they do really? that. But yeah. I'll be honest, I am not a connoisseur <laughs> of how people well, I, eat. I feel like there's a lot of nuts that you can't do that to. Like you can't do that walnuts, walnuts. You can't do it to like Brazil nuts. No, nope, those are good examples. Do it to pistachio, like pistachio, but like the pistachio has to be already cracked. If that pistachio is not yeah. cracked, like that is like breaking into break Fort teeth. Knox. Yeah, that is the hardest damn shell for being so small. Guy. 
Oh, you know, oh, I fucking love pistachios. Especially that little membrane just, on the inside. I, mean, I don't dislike them. I just, I would prefer to eat <laughs> cashews. Cashew, yeah, that's, I, I, so I found out why cashews are so expensive. Because that's like. Cash. That's a, Ooh. that's a <laughs> bitch of a nut to, uh, to harvest. Like is it's, it? it's the, it's like the stem of the fruit. And that's all it is. It's ah. like just one, oh. one cashew and that's it. And the rest the is The chocolate covered cashews. Oh, um, I love cashews. Like mm. cashew butter. Eh. I yeah. prefer peanut butter, crunchy, jiff, you know. Because you're bougie. I almond butter. Almond oh, butter's good. I like almond butter. Mm. But uh, I, I shouldn't say that I'm like saying no to almond butter. I'm just going, <laughs> you have choices in life. You have to make. Oh, them. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just prefer jiff. But by extra crunchy. You and Paula. Extra crunchy is the way to go <clears throat> for me. She is crunchy, but. Um, I like uh, sort of the peanut butter that goes bad because it you know, the, the kind that has like three inch of oil. You got to yep. like, yep. <laughs> that's one because it indicates to me that it might be um, actual product really? <laughs> and because it perishes. Here's the thing. I like that. It, it, it does taste better. Yeah. But they, if they do that, they need to make either the jar bigger or they need to not put so much in it because once you you can't add a spoon into that shit and stir it without losing half the oil, and then at that point it just becomes all crusty. It's just like, uh, yeah, well, they're just some of us are better stirrers, apparently. <laughs> I guess so. So, and some of us just like me just want to bitch and complain about something. Yeah, it's it's a you know it's like a it's like a second job. All right, here's the main thing I want to talk about. So I am on the subreddit for our cigars. Um, it's a very div, div, toxic. Uh, yes. Thank you. It used to be awesome. It still can be, but right now it's like the heyday of Reddit. Our cigars was about five to six years ago. Um, I think so, that is generally true for the entire internet. <laughs> well, yeah, but whenever they like, whenever something happened and they, they really change online, um, purchasing of cigars when they kind of did a big lockdown on that, they, they traded, they got rid of all the cool stuff that you could do. Like they, like what, it, like, uh, like, can't like, sell cigars like on what, there. like what the LCC discord is now. That's what our cigars used oh, okay. to be. Um, where you can do bombs and trades and buy stuff and shit like that. Like you can't do any of that now. Now it's just a glorified, like, Oh, what is this cigar? Or, like, is this mold or plume? It's always mold kind of thing. And it's just like, it, whatever. So, I don't know who it was and if they listen to this, okay. But it made me think of something that got me thinking because, you know, two of us, or I guess all three of us at one point are either in the industry or we're in the industry. You used to own a shop. Kevin deals with cigars and I work in the shop as well. And Steve, will get his input next week, yep. next week or so. But one of the things was somebody worked at a shop and they had to take something or put something in somebody else's locker. It happens here all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, I got to put stuff in yours or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, they took a picture and it had six or seven full boxes of cigars. Most of it was your normal stuff, but some of it was like what we would call maybe unicorns. There was like a box of Añejos, a box of bulls, yeah. you know, not, not stuff, stuff that's hard to get, but not like exactly impossible to get, but just definitely the, the higher end of the harder stuff to get. And they're like, don't be this guy. And it got me thinking, I was like, what do you mean? So looking through all the comments, it was. Hoarding it was, the, the unusual cigars. It was split halfway. 
somebody was like, yeah, like I can never get the cigars or like some people were saying like, why do you care? They were buying cigars, whatever. So then I was, I never, I, I never comment just because it's, I don't need that in my life. Um, and I did one time and just like blew up in my face and I was like, fuck this shit. I'm never doing this again. Right. Um, <laughs> so I, but it got me thinking like, all right, I'm in the business to sell cigars. A lot of shops do the limit, a li- like two limit, two, three, whatever. It, mm-hmm. it is what it is. But for us, like it was a member's locker. The rule here is members will always get kind of first dibs. Like if, if a box of Nihos came in or whatever, well, like, Hey, we got these. Do you want these? We got the rabbits. Do you want a box? Yes or no. Mm-hmm. We'll go through the kind of protocol. If you want it, you get it. If you don't want it. Okay. It is what it is. And then if Joe blow comes in and wants to buy that box of cigars, I'm selling that box of cigars. I don't care about onesie twosie things. I'm in the business to sell cigars. Yeah. Where do you fall on that? Like, should, do you, like, do you think holding back to the, the bigger stuff as a limit count is fine? Or is it just first come first serve? I'm going to let Kevin answer first because I, I've actually had this discussion at length on several different contexts and I'm going to answer and then ask a follow-up question. So I'm going to let Kevin go first. So, as a cigar shop owner or as a retail shop, you know, you're there just fits a box. If there, someone has invested their time and money and became a locker member, you know, preferential treatment is fine. It's, it's, it's all right, you know. Um, if they want to make it a fair game, what you can do is split what you, whatever you get. These are for first come first serve, and these for the reserve. You know, mm-hmm. you could do that, but honestly, like, as someone who, as a smoker who search out these unicorns or like, uh, or these boutique brands uh, that you know, not a lot of people are, not a lot of people understand the brands and stuff like that. Like, I I get it. I I wish I could have access to some. At the same time, I'm not gonna get my feelings hurt just because someone who's a who's a member there who spent a lot more money and time than I do have preferential treatment you know I'm just gonna move on and hope hopefully I'll get lucky with a different shop yeah <clears throat> um so first of all like I used to I, I and I know you guys got a low allotment I used to get a call about the NOs here I didn't this year mm-hmm way it goes sometimes you do sometimes you don't and it's the way you know and like you and i have had a running going back and forth because i'm i'm a i used to be a big spender here i haven't been over the last six months just for various reasons um and other people are big spenders and it falls in and out and right and so um and so um it's there are perks that come with that so first of all there are perks that come with being Mm -hmm. a big spender like I tend to contribute a lot at events and, and I'm a, a, a member who pays for my locker. I think I don't actually know. I assume that they charges me monthly <laughs> yeah. or annually for that. Um, I assume I'm not getting that for free. I better not yeah. be. And so, um, and, uh, and so there are perks that come with that. And as a member of this 
lounge because I get a lot of shit. Because a lot of times I walk in here, I just sit in the back, very quiet, I put on headphones. It's one of the perks. The other perk is I get access to stuff. Mm -hmm. I expect that, right? To be honest with you, if it's a limited edition cigar, I expect to get a call on some of that stuff. Now, if you, so I'm talking as a customer now for a second. If you want to say you get two of those, I don't have a problem with that. Right? I don't have a problem with that. Now, <clears throat> as the one guy who's owned a shop here, one of the things that we struggled with was when we got limited editions initially, um, <clears throat> we struggled with how to distribute them. We had several owners. And so for the first couple of, of limited edition boxes that came in, they all went to owners. Mm-hmm. And I tried very hard to put the kibosh on that. So right off the top, no money made. <clears throat> no money made. Um, six half dozen. Because I mean, it's like two boxes of cigars. Yeah. So it's not going to kill me. Turn it around, invest it in other cigars. Yeah. They sold those two boxes of cigars, sold one evening, the day I got them. They were gone. People paid for them. No, it wasn't that I lost money on them because everybody had to pay for them. Just didn't make any money. Yeah. They had to pay the tax. Just a wash. And the next day I got to take that money and turn it into orders. So I'm not complaining. But, and to be honest with you, the the thing I really became um, um, debated internally a lot, and then with a couple of key members of the team, my team, was why do we have limited editions on the shelf? Why do we have limited editions on the shelf? So let me ask you the first question. I'm going to drive this conversation for a second. Why do you have limited editions on the shelf? Aaron, why do you have limited editions on the shelf? Well, I would say that I don't believe we do. You do. You have some. I, I take it back. The only one that I know that I've ever you seen. You have Year of the Rabbits up in, in, in Conway. So well, I'm counting I, both shops. Well, I don't, know, I don't know what Conway does. So I'll start with that. The only one I know that Little Rock has ever done was just two months ago, and that was the, uh, the Rare Pink. I've, other than that. So it's, why did you put Rare Pinks on the shelf? Why do you think you did? Just guess. Why did, why did we put it on the shelf? Yeah, why did you do that? Why didn't you just let them go to Conway? They just seem to be the oh. more of the limited edition because they have the Dabodos. Oh, because, well, because we're, we're the you bigger. You have the Yoros. We're, yeah. the, we're the bigger Fuente shop. Okay. That's why we. That's why we but why them. did you put that cigar in particular? Uh, because everybody's looking for it. Yeah, okay. it's the hot ticket for this fall, winter. So, so I'm just going to extrapolate out because you're not going where I want you to go <laughs> yeah. exactly. Um, which is the point of putting them on the shelves is to drive traffic into your humidor. Yes. So as a, sh- as a so shop you, owner, so you're hoping you're hoping for the person that's looking for the rare pinks who will come in and buy some of the other high end. Buy stuff the here. other stuff as well. Oh, you have the the king is dead. Oh, mm. oh, you have the black works. That's awesome. Maybe somebody who doesn't shop here regularly. Or maybe somebody who does shop here regularly, like me, who doesn't walk into the humidor that often. Yeah. Because they have a locker. And just walk in there and say, whatever. If you sell the whole box the first day, what doesn't happen? I mean, nothing else might not get sold. No, you lose that entire opportunity. So here's where I fall in. Like, I know this one we did the limited. Limited. And I'm not the biggest fan of that because for me... Our job is to sell cigars. You want to sell that box of cigars as quickly as possible. Yes. I understand. But that. also for, I believe that the people looking for rare pinks aren't looking for black works. They're not looking for the eight, five, eights. Why do you think that? Because they're looking, because they, people called from Tennessee, from Texas asking if they can buy that one box and I ship it. 
they're not coming in here to, but, to buy that other so stuff. D- that's fine. That's fine. So, Kevin, why do you think limited editions, what, what's the point of having limited editions on your shelf? Well, that's, you know, you strike a good point. Like, it could, you could kind of use that as a spearhead and then move other products with it. Like, for, for example, uh, for Riverman, uh, Dan, you know, when he first got his packages, he asked me what they go for and, you know, the pricing and whatnot. And they were, we were kind of talking about ideas. So he wants to have, he wants to give everyone a chance to try it because they are rare and limited and not everyone has the spending power on a regular basis to get these. Yep. But maybe some people might want my can't get it at this very moment, but can't for the following week or so on due to financial whatever. So I gave him the idea of why don't he open it up and then make sample packs out of it. So he could sell that cigar as along with other similar brands, but things that is either isn't moving or isn't as well known. So it's a different way to introduce the product to to the customer basically but it's, it's definitely it's it's a, it's an interesting approach and i, and I think yeah. that's a good point so here's here's my question because you you people are calling for that box mm-hmm. and so if you sell it to some dude in tennessee who's now just calling rando shops right yeah yeah that's all he was doing at that <clears> point and looking for an extremely rare cigar which likely he's going to mark up and then sell to somebody else on the internet. Mm-hmm. So that's all he's looking to do. He's yeah, he's a, just looking for flip. He's looking for flip. And you sell it to him so because you, you want to get rid of that box as quickly as possible. Understanding that the turn ratio on the humidor is the, the metric for a humidor. Yeah. Right? The, <clears throat> are you getting the right markup? So we're talking economics for a second of, of, of the cigar shop. Wish Steve was here. Um, the, the, are you getting the right markup, right? You, are Because an easy way to turn the humidor is to get the price down yeah. to the point where you're making no money. Yeah. And then everybody comes to you and buys the cigars because it's cheap, super cheaper than everyone else. And you're just turning cigars all the time. If you're doing that, that's not right either. But are you making a good you know, amount of money yeah. so you can cover all your expenses and stuff? And then how often does your humidor turn over? And then within that, individual subsections are turning over. So what I came to believe, and this is what I came to believe, that certain cigars in demand, um, the the point of limiting them, at least for a little while, is to do two things. Discourage the guy from Tennessee who's calling me. I have no no desire to do business with that guy. And that sounds bad. No, it's, for, a, it's a one-off buy. We'll never hear from him again. Never hear from him again. Well, and if we do, it's going to be next November. <clears throat> exactly. And then he'll want to take cigars that, right? I want to have not only my members, but my regular customers who desire that to have an opportunity. And so you have, you're, you're also wanting to stop me from walking in and saying, I will take the whole box. And you know I do that. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> and that basically, I'm going to buy the amount of cigars that I buy in a year. Yeah. You can't motivate me to buy more cigars. Doug tries. Trust me on this. He will send me an offer <laughs> and say, hey, we have the new Drax in, and I'll say, yes, I want those, or whatever yeah. this year's 
Tatawahi Monster Series was? Yes, I want those. But I would have walked in. He's just giving me first crack, which I totally appreciate, which is why Doug and I, on this, I try to go a little above and beyond, so maybe he does get a little more out of me because he gives me first honor on these. Yeah. But then he sent me the advent calendar, and my answer was no. I don't want those. I wasn't interested because they're a bitch to store and whatever. I didn't want it. Yeah. And so he knows that I will pick and choose stuff. I'm not going to buy something I don't want just because yeah. he sends me a deal. But but Red should get a chance at it. Well, I've read some member. And so Cody should get a chance at it. He's yeah, a, a, re- a regular, a regular that's customer. Not, that's not customer. I mean, hell, the, the reason, I mean, we easily could have sold every single box of the rare pinks that we had to one person. Oh, he's. In, in that's a member here easily. Yeah. But I don't know who that is. It wasn't me. <laughs> no, it, it was doc. I mean, oh. he, he's, he's the Fuente guy. Hell he personally knows Carlito. Right. Um, I didn't buy any and wasn't interested in it. Cause like, you like told me about him and I went, Oh, that's nice. Yeah. But like, because we, we limited to one or two, I get turned per off person. Like, hell, I mean, I mean Kevin bought some from us. Did you yeah. ever get those by the way? Nope. Are you serious? Serious. Shut the fuck up. Are you serious? How long ago did you ship those? I was going to ask you about it after the show. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I sent those like two weeks ago. Holy shit. So we should probably do a track on it. I mean, it yeah. is, it is we'll talk holiday about it season. Later. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because there was a bunch of other stuff, too. Yes, they were. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Included. okay. Uh, yeah, I need to try to find those. <laughs> so we need to t- talk after the show. Um <laughs> But so here's my next question, because Clint and I were having an, and, um, a conversation about this, and I won't talk about the individual shop. And there's nothing wrong with this practice at all. So let me be on top of this. But you get a cigar. Let's say the rare pink, for example. It wasn't, but let's say it's the rare pink. And it comes in, and um, they say, to, in order to have the opportunity to buy this cigar, you have to buy five of this other cigar. Mm-hmm. Let's say the uh, 858. You have to buy five 858s to have an opportunity to buy one. And, and, there's, a, and there's a lot of shops that did that as well. Yeah. Yep. Yes. <clears throat> in an effort to sort of make you just not walk in the door and buy the rare pinks and walk out. In an effort to spread it out, but also in an effort to move more inventory. More pro- yeah, because the reason why you get the rare pinks is because you're moving other product, basic Fuente oh, product. Yeah. Right. And I don't have a problem with that conceptually, as long as it's in family. Mm-hmm. Now, if you say I have to buy quorums or yeah. uh, quorums in fam- family, <laughs> um, if you say I have to buy Kristoff's, because yeah. your Kristoff's aren't moving, which is ridiculous because they do, but... I'm trying to come up with another example, and I'm not. Just like, let's just say Christoph for a bad example to get the rare pinks. Then I have a problem with that. So yeah. That's just whatever. Now, if you want to do what Kev talked about, which is say there's a rare pink in this sampler, and then you can put anything in that sampler you want. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, <clears throat> and then you could have a Christoph and a yeah, doing a grab and, bag and an Alec yeah. Bradley and a whatever. So yeah, so I. I'm I'm a little bit of both, whereas like, yeah, a lit lit people. I I feel like the rare the rare pinks is is a standalone. Like that is definitely that is a one off. Comes out once a year. It is highly sought after for product. That no matter if we're selling it individually one by one or by the whole box within a week, it's gone. It's gone. No matter but people what. within a week. 
there's been enough airtime yeah. to allow people to have, if you're not in here in a week and somebody says, oh, I wanted a chance. You should have held those back. And you're going, you had a week. Yeah. You had a whole week. Now <laughs> I think one that is kind of in that same market, but you always get more boxes for it, but it's like the Andalusian bull. Um, Andalusian Bull is it's just a weird bleeping it, market. Yeah, like that is still people such are high, crazy, but highly sought after for. So a couple months ago, we got our we got a shipment of bulls in. We got like eight boxes, and a guy comes in, and he's been here five six times. He's been here enough times to know him. To know him, he lives out of state. He lives in Memphis, but he always travels here like oh, cool. once a month, and he always comes out and hangs out. He comes in here one day, smokes a cigar on a Sunday, and he sees, he's like, hey, do you have any bulls? Just happenstance. He asked, I was like, actually, I do. And I point up to the top, and I sh he sees, like, there's one box open that has, like, three missing, and then he has, like, there's seven other boxes up top. He's like, oh, my God, how many can I buy? I was like, dude, how many do you want? Like, they've, they've been here for a few days now. Like... If you want them all, again, I'm in the business to sell cigars. If you want all eight boxes, yeah. you can buy all eight boxes. Like, this is not a, I guess, a unicorn. It's what's the, whatever is below it. Like, it's it's a highly sought-after for product that is in regular production, but it's a slow regular production. Okay. But it's something that, you know, we what would get. You, <clears throat> so, um, I mean, did he buy all of them? No, he, he bought like a box and a half. Yeah. Um, but like he called, his, he called his buddy. He's like, hey, the shop I'm at has them. You doing it. So he, he ended yeah. up buying like, at the end of the day, he bought like three boxes. Okay. So. So there were still several boxes left. So the boxes. Andalusian Bowl, which I've told, I've said on this air more than once, and Greg will want to kill me at this point. It's a nice scar. <laughs> it's all right. I don't quite get it. How, why it's so freaking the, cultish. The, I like it. So the, I do want to say that again. The but, way I am with my buddy Greg, people are like that with the Bulls. Who, my buddy Greg, who's one of the great people I know, like seriously, one of the great people I know, he he could not love that cigar more. He loves that cigar more than he loves me. <clears throat> and it's not close. He loves that cigar. Oh, oh shit, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> what did he do? Oh, my God. What did he do? He just texted me. He's like, is this recording? And I'm like, God damn it. It's recording on my main motherboard. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> I didn't put record on his side. <laughs> I don't see the, I don't see. The so time. is his sound like, coming through or is he going to sound really? Distant? No, no, no. He's, he sounds perfect. It's just, it's all going to be on. So this. we're not going to have the squad cast thing. No. <laughs> okay. Leave this in as well. Just Leave everything shit. in. So this is one of the things we talk about. No cutting out. Him, him doing his other thing with the TV that needs oh, man, to be in. That was funny. Um, I'm gonna make it impossible to cut, so I'm gonna reference it four times. <laughs> and then he didn't hit the, all the right records. You know, we need Steve. We're missing Steve. Uh, we do. Steve. We do. We're missing... <clears throat> all right, back back to the bull thing. So um, I just don't get it, but um, there is. It's in that tier below the unicorn tier. Yeah. Um, what mm -hmm. to you is a unicorn? So let me. You've referenced that. Things aren't unicorns. Um, I would say. So list some unicorns for me. Um, I would say like the um, uh, the Fuentes that are like the uh, the the purple purple rain purple rain rain purple rain uh, um, purple the, uh, rain. 
the 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 year ofs the Davidoffs. <coughs> so I, I bought those. I bought a unicorn. Yeah. Okay. Um, like the uh, what is it the un the unstolen valor or something like that. Okay. I have, man, I have some of those. Honestly, the person we need really? to ask is Zoe. Zoe is the Zoe is, is Zoe's uh, the fucking so the, the unicorn funny Zoe hunter. story. Zoe, um, uh, Zoe, I was on the herf. I think it was me and him, and maybe one other person, and he, and maybe two other people. He said I would never pay more than some dollar figure, like thirty dollars. Mm-hmm. And earlier that day, he had bought a sampler pack with I think at least one, but maybe two $125 cigars. I think. <laughs> and, and the other, per, I didn't know what he bought. I, and yeah. I have, I'm not a, I'm not an Opus guy. I'm not a purple rain guy. I'm not any of those guys. Yeah. I love the Inejo. Yeah. Inejo is 12 bucks. Yeah. yeah. So, so you will find my sweet spot on unicorn cigars is $12, except for the <laughs> rabbits, which are 40 Yeah, or 50. I mean, Somebody said they were 50, but whatever. I mean, look at this. You don't need to, you know, unicorn doesn't have to be expensive. It's rare. Like it's rare. I consider I consider the craft series are unicorns. You yeah. Know? Twenty bucks, they right? How much are those? I don't 10, even know. Yeah. Ten dollars. The um uh the uh, uh what's the uh the 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 Irish one from uh from Roma? Oh the black Irish. Black oh, Irish. Black, black Irish? Well, yes, no. Those well, are a little more. Yeah. That I mean, those I, that, are still, those are fucking unicornish because you can't find yeah, you can't those. find them. A lot of the viajes yeah. uh, because of viaje, I love viaje, but they, blends, yeah. but they make a lot of one offs that yeah. to me are the holiday blend. That yeah, just the holiday blend. Um, we do. Like, the yeah, like unicorn doesn't have to be expensive. It just has to be like super fucking rare. Right. So that's how you define that. Let me ask you a question. We have 50 years in there for Padrones. Mm hmm. I just said we, and that's not true. But we have 50 years in there from Padrones. Yeah. $75, right? 50. 50. Yeah. How many do we have at this moment? Just check inventory. No, I'm joking. How um, many do you think roughly we have in there? We have. So we're. Just encouraging people to break in. We're allotted, I think, three refills a year, and I think we're on our last refill. So when well, I think. December. And I think, and I think each refill is 50 cigars, maybe, maybe 100. So. So let's say there's we there we might we might have maybe forty left in there. So if we are if you just refill at a hundred, and I walk in and say five thousand dollars, right? Yeah, I'd like all these for five thousand dollars and a ten percent discount, by the way. Uh huh. So for forty five hundred dollars, I would like all, all those of these cigars. Absolutely. One hundred percent. Is there a limit on those cigars? No. Interesting. No, the only thing that with that cigar is just like uh, don't touch it, and let let one of us get it for you, kind of thing. Yeah. Like we have now the Padron that we had, which was limited with the with the rare box, uh-huh. with the painted box. I think we limited it now. Too. I, now I'll, but I'll, the I'll, refills on that were like twenty. Really? I, now I feel like if the cigar ever comes out, the Fuente Padron collab. Maybe limited. That that will probably be a limited, but also I feel like <laughs> some are limited by price. Uh, that's what I was about to say. I feel that's going to price itself out to yeah. the to of the availability. It's an interesting question, and we should definitely engage Steve in it on the year end show where Kevin's here because mm-hmm. I'd really like to hear Kevin and and Steve I want Kevin on that conversation. It's an interesting question. You've told me I will sell you whatever, how many ever. Mm-hmm. You've told me that. I have. Um, I have I have a different view of that. Um, 
and because I've am just just being sort of blunt about this, I've sat down and spent a lot of time thinking about traffic into my humidor. Mm-hmm. And because I want to not just sell one box of cigars, when I buy a limited edition and I know that it's limited, I'm spending money on that cigar that is really allocated conceptually better somewhere else, even though it's going to turn very quickly in somewhere else, because here's why this is my thinking on it. I'm going to get a rare pink. I'm going to get three boxes of rare pink. They're going to sell out in a week. And then I'm going to spend customer frustration, your time and a bunch of stuff with people coming in to ask me, Oh, I had that rare pink and it was great. And then people are going to be frustrated with me that they don't, there's no more rare pinks. It's a limited edition Mm -hmm. sells out immediately. Mm -hmm. So the fact is I'm going to spend some of that capital on that stuff. And, um, I want, I want to get residual value. I want them to come. I want more traffic in the humidor. I want them to buy other stuff. It's why and Clinton and I talked about, um, and just to be clear, there was a cigar that was not rare that they were doing the five by five, five to get one, Mm -hmm. which was the unusual weird part about that. Yeah. Um, but if it's rare, I don't think you should balk at that. They're trying to drive people into the humidor. That's what their job is. Understand. Listen, they're not charging you extra. They could do this. They could do the rare, which is a what? How much does a rare pin cost? I didn't look. Uh, it's like 15 bucks. Like okay. it's not a lot. They could charge you 45 bucks for that rare pink. That's the other approach on this. Yeah. And then they could sell the whole box. Yeah. Yes. We're That's selling the whole price. box. $45. <laughs> a stick. Yeah. Feel free to pay it. Right? That's what a lot of shops do. And I'm not criticizing them because they understand the value of what they have on their shelf. It's, you know, with the Añejos, a lot of people don't charge 12 bucks. They charge 25. Yeah. Because they understand mm-hmm. that it's a, it's a once each year it's because people like me like glamorize them and love them so much. They understand the value of what they have. There's other approaches to limiting value and it's the Padron 50th. At this price, they will limit themselves out. People will not pay $45 a stick and buy the whole box. They no. won't. No, and, and I've, that's one thing that we do, I believe, correctly. You guys completely is handle that correctly in my mind. We do it. I understand that I'm just one opinion. Yeah, yeah, we do it at the MSRP. I agree. We add the you Arkansas guys, tax to it, which is capped at $0.75 cents per, yeah. s- per stick. So the cap is the, the tax isn't a hell of a lot. No. So like it's it's reasonably priced, but like the thing that got me thinking of this subject was the picture that was on there. There might have been like one box that was like the Inejos or something, well, but everything else it was like uh, like an Ashton box. It was it was stuff that wasn't. So two things on that because I I wanted to I wanted to hit that because I wanted to circle back to that because um, I have a lot of opinions, mm-hmm. which makes me a good co-host, dude. I know. That's why, that's why I brought it up. Right. Like, we, we needed a show with, with a little is, substance tonight. Yeah. Right. So, cigar <laughs> substance. First thing is, let me ask you a question about this. I consider it a violation. If you took a picture of my locker, I would consider that a violation And there's the rub as well. Like, because, like, you can, you know, I've told you this, you can smoke anything in my humidor. Mm-hmm. You are, you have free rights to anything in my humidor. You can give it to Mo. You can give it to Steve. I, if if Kevin comes in town, he can smoke anything out of my humidor. I yeah. I have no you you know that yeah. You're a brother, and I don't joke about that. You you know you're a brother, and I don't like um. 
So you have complete rights, but if you took a picture of my locker and the cigars that were in there, I would consider that a violation of trust, and I would yell at you. Yeah. We'd still be brothers, <laughs> but I would yell at you. Because and I would, I would, and, and I would deserve it. Right. I think you would deserve it as well, because that is my locker. Now, if you took a picture of it, let me be clear. If you took a picture of it to show something to to Doug because there's something wrong in there that you need fixed or I did something wrong, yeah. that's different. But if you posted it on the internet, yeah, for, for, I would freak the fuck out. For this reason, yes, for that. Especially since occasionally I have rare cigars in there. Yeah. we um, And so, and I thought you were going to go a different direction. I consider that a huge violation of trust. And I would have found that. I, that's what I would have said. Yeah. I never post comments online, even on Facebook, except for on Patty's where I say, <laughs> Hey brother, I love you motherfucker, but this is creepy. Yeah. And so um, huh, for what? the record, that because could be, that could be any post, <laughs> all of his posts are creepy because I love him like a brother, but his posts are creepy because, and, and seriously, about every third one I go, Oh Jesus. And so, um, uh, and, and no, I will not, I will not give you a link to Patty's accounts. And so, um, Sick motherfuckers. And so, um, <laughs> so uh, the second thing is, let me ask you a question. In Springfield, we had a locker of a dude who then quit paying it. Uh-huh. So there's going to be two parts to this question. Quit paying it and then was out of country and then whatever, yeah. disappeared. What do we do with those cigars? So we've had that happen before. Okay. Um, and the way we treated it was, you know, whatever was in the locker was paid for. So when the locker was... You just put it away. We just put it away, stuck it in somewhere else, you know, whatever. If the guy ever came back around, Sir. we ha- hey, you know, you're, we haven't heard from you in a year. Your locker's gone, but here are all your cigars. We took inventory, here's everything in it, and everything's fine. Um, At some point, that's got to be... I mean, that doesn't have to be. Yeah, but it's, but it's one of those things where, like, we've also never really had to deal with that issue. Yeah. Um, the only time I've ever had to go into somebody's locker for a reason was, I'm not going to name names or anything, but it, I saw it happen with my eyes, and I don't like getting into other people's lockers, but I saw a a cigar was smoked, wasn't finished, clipped, put in a bag, put in the locker. I saw it. I went right behind, grabbed it out, took it out within 30 seconds or so. So Saw saw him a couple days later, had the bag in hand, be like, hey, we don't do this kind of thing. Yeah. And he, no, that's cool. And he was like, oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. And it, but the scar was so good. Did you put a Yumi back in it? (laughs) (laughs) No. So, no. um, It was, it was gone. So, follow up question. The locker we found, so I'm not being, uh, well, a locker that could have happened. Let's just say that it's the locker top right here. Uh, You open it to put something in there and you see three boxes of Cubans. uh, Yeah, that's where it gets into other things like because... Cuban tobacco is not properly taken care of on in the facility. You could have beetles, you could have, and then and then that can manifest to other issues here. So it's one of those things where, like, if there is, I then run it up the chain where either to Doug or to B, be like, hey, you know, if there's other cigars, like people go to other shops and has like go up to Bobby's or whatever, 
buy some stuff that Bobby has that we don't have here and you want to put them in here. I don't have an issue with that because it's a friend of the shop, stuff like that. But then it gets into like the other, like the Cuban style. Then yeah, that's where you could have issues from. Like even my Cuban stuff that I have, I keep that in its own separate, separate stuff. Like if somebody sends me, you're talking about the condition of the cigars and that's definitely one of the things to worry about. Certainly the legality of those cigars is another thing. Well, I mean, I the, the the Cubans that I buy, I buy them from Switzerland, and they get shipped here. So I, okay, I buy them at the most legal way that I can. You cannot buy them legally at all. I can't buy them in the states at all. You cannot buy them legally anywhere at all, or possess them. Uh, you can bring them into the states. You can buy them from an educator who has was went to Cuba as an educator visa. It's the only way you can, or somebody who's visiting Cuba legal. It's the only way, but. So you're just going to assume that they purchased them the legal way or, or went to Cuba itself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause that was a dilemma we had in a situation and it's, it's complicated because conceptually, if it's proves out that those were illegally purchased, illegally owned, cause you're not allowed to illegally own Cuban cigars. Well, it, you're not. So in spring, I mean, mm. that was 10 years ago or 20 years ago, however long that was you're still not allowed to legally own Cuban cigars. The law has not changed. Nope. Yeah, you can legally own it in America. Nope. You can't buy them in the States. Nope. Are you sure? Yep. I don't know about that. Law has not changed. Has the law changed, Kevin? Do you know? I I mean, I thought that they loosened up on the law where you could have the amount of personal usage is not enough to... Okay, so we'll ask that's, Steve that's this, and I will do research, and we'll discuss this in the year end. But my understanding is you're not. But and we'll discuss this with Steve because obviously we're not. Ha- we don't. We disagree on the facts, so so it's probably not a great discussion. Um, to so we'll do some research on that. Um, it does um, the condition and the it could be mold. We could talk about beetles or mold or whatever. Yeah. Is something you yeah. need to work about. You guys do a really good job of maintaining the lockers. Um, you would hope to find that it's yeah. one of the reasons that I expect you guys to be opening those lockers fairly frequently um, because you want to make sure. Yeah. And is, because we have hygrometers I know you do. spread throughout. I've opened thing. my locker and found the uh, hygrometer in there <laughs> yeah. and gone. Oh, it's my locker's turn. Yeah. Because, Although, because every there's zero air on mine. I don't know why you're checking mine. Yeah. There's no air in it. <laughs> Yeah, so because every locker could have a different reading, so we just want to see nope, how each that. one goes. You guys do a really good job. And I, I do want to make clear, before we circle back on the scars again, um, that <clears throat> there are a lot of different opinions on how to handle limited edition cigars. It's, it's a, it, and there's a lot of conversation. I've sat in a conference room and had long discussions with people about about the pros and cons of these ways. I probably have a notebook somewhere in a thing where I took detailed notes from a lot of those meetings because we debated the pros and cons of this. I probably have a spreadsheet on my Mac somewhere where I tried to run numbers of the pros and cons of selling an early turn versus a late turn and some of those things because we we really pondered it. We I went to other cigar shop and talked to owners about what their opinion was. And there's a lot that agree with you, Aaron. So I, I, when I disagree with you on that, cause I, my, my in place ended different than yours. Yeah. Because I believe 
you want to give your people a chance to buy it. And that I, in the I, end is the overriding factor to me. And I, I'm a hybrid where I'm give members, give the paying first, correct being dropping Guinness all over the place. Have, nice. have, have the, the paying customers who are paying. If you don't buy one cigar a month, you're still paying mm-hmm. pretty much have the, the outlier this year was like with the Añejos, we only got two boxes. Yeah. That's like it never, I, I want to be clear on happens. this. Doug doesn't listen to this podcast, <laughs> but I want to be clear to you so you can pass along to Doug. I took no offense to that and I understood that and, mm-hmm. and whatever. And I mentioned it to Steve. I said, did you not get Añejos this year? You mentioned somewhere on the shelf. Steve said you had a limited number. You have a limited number. You got to put them on the shelves. I'm not complaining. I'm not sure that I would have, because I'm not in, I I don't have. Because you're not that guy also. I'm also not that guy. And you know that because the first question I'll reply. And when I know there's a limited edition cigar is how many many did you get? Yeah. How how many did you get? Because I don't want to be that guy. I very much don't want to be that guy. And I, the, and so I go back and forth. I can show you my text with Doug. Doug and I have a lot of, conversations about this because i never want to be that guy so here, here's the thing that's that's interesting like i believe me and brandon are more in line i think you and brandon are very than, much in line. than and what brandon should run his shop a hundred percent the way he runs yeah. it i just have an opinion about this i yeah. used to own a shop i've had this debate and brandon would be fantastic to have on here because obviously he's probably put a lot of thought yeah. into this well those are the kind of things as a shop owner that make this you have to think. Oh, yeah. You think you just stand behind the counter and you smoke a cigar. Smoke cigars all day. Right. No, it's it's more along the lines. Placement in the humidor. There's Running a shop is so much more complex than you can ever think. Um, you know, ordering styles. Um, you know, um, it would be fascinating because Brandon and I have had some of these conversations. I've made, um, I made the mistake of probably pissing Brandon off early with some of my um, <laughs> not understanding that how smart he was mistake of mine. Yeah. And so, um, Brandon has put a lot of thought in there and him and I've had some really deep conversations about way to do this. So have Steve and I, um, and th- it's so much a well-run shop. If you go into a well-run shop, so I'm just going to say this out loud. If you go into a well-run shop where you think these people really have a nicely, uh, situated humidor, they have a lot of different cool options. They have a, they have a good mix. Um, you should go hug your, your, the guy doing the order and the guy doing that, the owner, because yeah. that's a ton of work and it's mentally a lot harder. It's a lot, a lot of, a lot of plan. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I want to get to one thing about the shop that Kevin is in real quick, but I want to circle back to one thing that you were talking about with the Cuban thing. I looked it up and I will have to go with you now. Um, so this is from Holt's website, which Holt is, it's the, it's, it's a pretty huge, big player. It's a big fucking player. Um, so headliner is, can you bring Cubans back from Cuba? Uh, here it is. The simple answer is no. Yeah. Cuban cigars are illegal. Uh, Trump reinstated a hard line against Cuba, and now no Cuban goods can be brought into the United States. Mm-hmm. The U.S. Customs and Border Protect- Protection website explains the current regulations quite simply. Effective September 24th, 2020, authorized travelers may no longer return to the United States with alcohol and or tobacco products acquired in Cuba as accompanied baggage or personal for personal use. Persons authorized wow. to travel to Cuba may purchase alcohol and tobacco products while in Cuba for personal cons- consumption in Cuba. Persons subject to United States jurisdiction may purchase or acquire Cuban, Oregon, or 
origin merchandise, including alcohol and tobacco products while in a third country for personal consumption outside of the United States. I didn't know that. While That's interesting. So, and it says, while President wow. Joe Biden promises a, to review the U.S. policy towards Cuba, that has not happened yet. So yeah. as of it was in 2015, um, you could do it. And then he re-signed it in September 24th, 2020. So, so I, um, we should do a show on Cuban cigars at one time, one time, just all the complexities. Um, as you know, um, there's a lot of complexity in a humidor. It'd be, I think a lot of people would find it interesting. A lot of the things that people who sort of put stuff in humidors, yeah. you have like event day styles and then you have non event day styles. Yeah. And we have, um, you have a lot of stuff. Um, and it's, I had also, when we were learning in the shop, we spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to do that. And so I talked to a lot of cigar shop owners. It'd be interesting. Obviously, we want Steve involved in that conversation, but um, since we've both done it, but that'd be fun too. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get, we'll get his viewpoint in the next coming shows and yeah. stuff like that. But uh, you guys still smoking the original? Are you done? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm wrapping I'm this one up. On. Yeah. I'm wrapping up. I'm done with this one. And it's like, man, I, I don't smoke a lot of Dunbarton just because we don't sell. Uh, Saka stuff here. Um, hopefully we will soon because that would be really good. Um, but everything I've smoked from Steve Saka, um, I know he can he he can be a big character, and a lot of people might not like him personally. But I don't care either way. I don't know him, so I can't. I I don't have any input for that. But all I know is that all the cigars that I have had have been tremendous. Um, the uh, San Compromiso, the Umagong, uh, this one, the the Brulee, everything I've had from him, I've seriously enjoyed, uh, and this is another one to add to the list. Um, and I'm I'm definitely loving this one. Yeah, I finish I finished with my uh, the Casa de Sueño about 10, 20 minutes ago. I lit up the warped upper realm upper realm. Rothschild from the December box now. Oh yeah, the Nicaraguan Piro. Yeah. So they they did Very say up. on this one they said this one was a medium. Um, I would go medium, medium, medium plus on on this Dunbarton. It's a oh, okay. Ton, tons of really good flavor. Again, that chocolatey notes, uh, no spice whatsoever, but it's a chocolatey cocoa, earthy barnyard. Um, it's all the it's all the stuff that I love, minus the spice. I, I wish there was spice, but yeah. no, you just can't have pepper bombs all the time. If you did that, then that'd just be kind of boring. You could, you, you could have to smoke the same. I mean, like in, in the in the uh, in the cigar that we're help blending, um, I definitely put um, more pepper, <laughs> more spice. Like <laughs> I, I just give give me more. I'm all about that. More cowboy. More give me more cowboy. It's gonna be cool. Like. Once that I mean, it's going to be like a what is it? It's like a six month ordeal that's going to take probably to well, as from long, start to finish. They say they say as long as they need to, yeah. Until they get down to that one blend that everyone, one blend and size that everyone agrees or one blend to rule on. it all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun. So I'm I'm looking forward to and it was cool. Like actually, you know, uh, you know, talking to talk, talking to him and. Uh, and just seeing, and honestly, seeing a lot of people who I, you don't normally see like in herfs or just have a 
online presence. Like, I, I mean, I know there was like, there was you, Kevin, there was, uh, there was, there was, um, Steve, Nigel, yeah, Nigel, uh, Audrey was there. Vin, um, uh, was Vince there? I forget. Zach. Yes. Yes. Vinny was there. Zach, but there's also, do, do remember, this is not exclusive to the LCC member. So they also have like just regular buyers. Mm-hmm. That isn't an LCC member. That's just, Part of this project. Yeah, yeah, just bought it through the website. Cool. So it was uh it was interesting and looking forward to the next one. So definitely. Well mine's continued on with the cream. It's been really nice. Um the meat is the 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 richness has picked up. Um cream's a little bit down, but it's continued on with the cream. Still no spice. Um enjoyed it. Um this is really nice. He's done a good job of celebrating his fortieth birthday. Um, happy 40th birthday. I'm not sure when it is. could have been 10 years ago for all I know. Um, um, but still happy 40th. Congratulations on turning 40. Yeah. It's a big milestone, my friend. And, uh, you should be proud of yourself. Yeah. Now it's time for all the fun doctor's visits that, uh, you don't want to do. Yeah, I was, uh, so I was talking to, um, so the other night I was trying to get out of here and Garrett, Garrett me said, Hey, have a seat and give me a cigar, which is the way to get me. His <laughs> That's a way to get you to talk. <laughs> And so I sat with um, a couple people um, and one guy's, and so they were, um, Garrett was telling, they were telling really inappropriate jokes, which I know made uh, um, Brandon really happy. And so we were sitting there <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so, and then, so uh, <laughs> right there you go. Garrett told the story about his um, prostate exam, which uh-huh. he's told I've heard a couple times, yeah. it's, but it's funny. And, um, and, uh, and, you can see the other dude, which is um, Desi's friend. Don't remember his name off the top of his head. And he was going. Well, last time I went, they didn't do that. They they do that because somebody's saying, "I I don't know. I haven't had that yet. I'm getting older." And I told him that they don't do that anymore unless you uh, um, unless you have a history of it. No, if your PSA comes back high, then they do it. Then they then they do the uh, do, then they do the prostate exam. And and he stopped me in the parking lot and said, "Oh." You know what? That's really reassuring because I thought they were like short shifting me on, um, on, on my test. And I'm going, no, they do it through the blood test. Unless it comes back high, then they've determined it's not worth it to do the, um, and he goes, that like gives me actually like a bunch of reassurance. So let me just say, um, that I think it's medical guidance now, but I know with me, my doctor told me that they don't do that unless your PSA comes back high. Yeah. I'm not sure. I know like, since that's what my mom is going through now, I might be put in a different list. Um, but I'm still not, I'm not even in my forties yet. So we'll, right. Well, I took testosterone for a lot of years because of my pituitary uh, surgery yeah. and stuff. And they still do the PSA with uh, me. So, yeah. And uh, yeah, but you will be put on the, uh, more often colonoscopy list, yeah. which is a hundred percent worse. You much prefer somebody to jam a finger up your ass <laughs> well, I mean, than colonoscopy. No, 100%. I mean, I've already been there once before. Like, I had a sports hernia. The colonoscopy, it's not the colonoscopy. Which, it's the, to be it's, honest, it's the, the prep. It's the prep work. It's the most, it's the, <laughs> as many things as I've gone through. And I've gone through some things. Yeah. Right? As as Tom Brady says, I got a little shit going on. <laughs> a lot of shit going on. Right. Um, that's the worst. All right, Kevin, tell us about where you are. You're in a different uh, cigar shop this week. So uh, where, where are you hanging out yes. tonight? So I am at the New York City's oldest tobacconist shop, a Barclay Rex, down Ooh. by Wall Street. It, it's all, They opened it 
1910. So it's 112 years old as of right now. Wow, the year I was born. Just beat you to the punch. <laughs> yeah, that's badass. I've actually heard of that cigar shop. Yeah, that's where yeah. Uh, Ash has been there a few times. And yeah, that's where I heard like it. Like one of her first shows is with the. It's uh, so a it's a female yeah. female owner, I believe. Yeah. So the original owner. So it's the current owner's grandfather. He started it. He started the shop, uh, and it's called Barkley Rex because Rex. Um, whenever you guys do had the opportunity to come visit. They have uh, Rex is a dog that used to be the shop's owner. Well, going back to that, at first, the shop owner wanted a horse back then. Oh, but they can't have a horse they on the side. Yeah, they won't let him have a horse. So he chooses a, I think it's a great dame, basically. <laughs> it's a small, it's a small, you know, horse sized dog, basically. And he named it Rex. That's how. That's an oxymoron, a small horse sized dog. <laughs> That's a. If I see a dog the size of a horse, that's a fucking big ass horse. It's a big ass horse. <laughs> but yeah, I'm here. Um, you know, thinking it would be quieter than. Uh, it has been. It no, has, it's been. It hasn't been bad. Quieter. It hasn't been bad. No, it's been good. Kevin. Way better than the last one. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. You were really quiet a couple minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. Whenever the yeah. the stream stopped running, after t- I didn't realize it has a two hour time limit. It does didn't realize that Aaron? It has a two hour time limit. It does. So how's your cigar? So now I'm I work. So before the Casa de Sueño, it, it ended really well. It got a little sweetness to it. It's it's your it's a good Connecticut overall. I can say the buttery note kind of was there the whole smoking experience. Now this warped upper realm Rothschild, it's very, it's like current. I, I taste a lot of current. Mm. It's a, definitely a darker or a meteor cigar. It's a medium plus in profile. Nice. So I get a lot of that. Once again, I'm and intimidated damn. by Kevin. I'm not even sure what currants taste like. Um, Like raisin, but yeah. darker. Yeah. Okay. Fancy grapes. Fancy grapes. Fancy grapes. Okay. Yeah, that's why we like. We need a little bit of a, like uh, Kevin, <laughs> like professionalism Kevin when it comes son. to when it's got like like you are you because you're like it's tobacco it tastes like tobacco right and then there's Kevin who's like pulling out like fucking peanut shells out of stuff right and I'm like somewhere right in the middle yeah <laughs> well you know we all have our strengths like we we covered my strength tonight which is uh, the ability to talk about running a cigar shop yes so. Um, and to make what, fun of you. What is my strength <laughs> being made fun of? Well, I mean, you're great at the production stuff. You're great at moving us along. You asked all the questions tonight. <laughs> I'm a, I am. A, I was. You're, you're a ringmaster. I'm an okay. No. I'm, a, I'm. I'm a pretty good producer. I'm okay. No, well, and you do a good job of of, of ringmastering us. I yeah. think we both do that well. But you were awesome tonight on that. So oh, that's okay. the last fucking th- nice thing I say about <laughs> you this year. <laughs> that's well. Looking at cell phone, having notes and stuff. It's great. Yeah, no, yeah. you do great. Yeah, take it. Your top five is okay too. Generally, my top fives are fucking awesome. What are you talking about? Well, on cigars, <laughs> they're pretty good. Music's shit. Music's a, yeah. <laughs> do, do you have an album of the year ready? Because I'm yes. Oh. I've. I feel like me and Kevin might might intercross, but I don't. I we might be. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. So is that what you're going with? I'm not going with that one this year. I'm going, I'm but going I, with but I, but I am going with the band you saw, and 
Okay. You you like radio. You like I know. Uh you liked Body Thief, correct? The opening band? I do like Body Thief. So yeah. they just had an album come out this week. So oh, okay. You gotta Did check they that steal out. A body? I've never seen them before. I mean it it looks like it's an awesome band, but I've never seen them. So awesome. they were really good live. A a the the hall is starting to bring in some good metal shows. Good. Under Oath is coming. In April, going to go see that. I'm going to go buy tickets Friday for that because what's nice about the hall is on Fridays, you go to the box office, you don't have to pay the service fee. Nice. So, going to do that Fridays. Yeah. And also, Silver Sun Pickups is coming. I know really that. Metal. Oh, you no, love not, that not show. Metal. Oh, it's going to be such a good one. I can't. That's going to be awesome. I saw a Silver Sun Pickup with uh, Minus the Bear. Oh, yeah. That's an opener. Little, yeah. Nice little shoegaze concert. <laughs> nice. I like that. Stared her shoes more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is going to be coming out before, I guess, the Christmas Eve? No, Christmas Eve Eve. Christmas Eve Eve. Christmas Eve Eve. Hope everybody has a Eve, good, Eve, Eve, good Eve, Christmas. Eve. We're in the middle of Hanukkah right now. so Happy Hanukkah so. to our Jewish listener. Happy well, Hanukkah. happy Hanukkah to everybody, but yeah. in particular. And spin that trade off? Yeah. Yeah. Spin the cradle. Oh, before get the reference. Before we end this, yeah. Before we end this, I, I now I could talk to you about um, hanging out with John was awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's let's tell the story. Um, you got a chance to hang out with one of our new friends mm-hmm. um, at the um, at the uh, Frank's birthday. Frank's birthday party. So Sinatra's. why don't you tell the story, uh, Kevin? So. Every year, we do a Frank Sinatra's birthday bash uh, at the Carnegie Club, hosted by White Tobacco and NYC. And this year, we uh, we featured uh, Michael Herklotz, his 2022 release of Heneroso and Elegancia. Nice. And I was working at the door. We have unfortunately just two man team this this event because so people was were getting in that shouldn't have. Well, <laughs> Matthias was expecting a a kid. His, his daughter is his newborn is out now, and unfortunately, our other one of our other guy, my friend Dave, he got he got hit with COVID last week mm. because he work mm. at he works uh he teaches kids in uh, graphic design I want to say. Or something, something, something like that. But anyhow, so I was working at the door, and all I saw was he came in with his entourage. I'm like, what are you doing here? Finding out he was on the, we had like a VIP Davidoff party, and he was on the list with them. So we kind of like shoot shit a little bit. I kind of introduced my, reintroduced myself, because I met him back in PCA last year. Um, smoking with him, and he kind of recognized me. But I told him that I'm also with you guys, but and he had that huge smile. He's like, "Oh, I love those guys." Yeah, we love him. Hell yeah! So, yeah. So he said, "New York is it's his. It was his also his first time visiting the city." Oh, so oh, it was more of a business trip this time, but he. After what he went through, he's like, I'm definitely had to come back for a week just for myself, for himself. Good. But yeah, he's, he acts like as if the camera's always on him, or like you guys said, like a Bond villain. So always just well put <laughs> together. Even when you sit down, he's like just straight. Uh, 
Oh, he's <laughs> he is. First of all, tell him who it is because I don't think I uh, you said. So I'm gonna give you the honor. John Peter from Peter, Peter James. James. Yeah. So um, I get a text. I know who it is right away. Uh-huh. I also know that you did a review of his cigar. Yeah. And so his laws. His, I did a blind review of his laws. Historical Maduro, which will be publishing soon. I'm just getting my editor to, you know, go through my grammar issues and whatnot. Uh, but overall, he said it. He wants to make a cigar, like an everyday cigar that he want he want to smoke. He, as a person who never delved into the tobacco side of the industry, he did a really good job. Yep. And I'm excited for his future project that's coming out. Yep. Yeah. Well, I'm too. And I, I'm going to, uh, because uh, you and I argued on uh, about some of the details of that. Um, uh-huh. just, it, it's just a really good cigar. Yep. So I'm not going to dwell into that because that ruins your review. I want people to read your review. You should go see what Kevin had <laughs> to say. Because um, <clears throat> Kevin's reviews, I give Kevin our time. like, And Kevin thinks I'm judging him, which I'm not doing. I do tease him about the peach <laughs> Swedish fish, mainly uh, because I've never had pizza. Here's here's the answer when I told somebody about that, and they said, "There are peach Swedish fish," which was my first reaction, <laughs> and my second reaction because you asked me, "Did you get after you finished smoking? Did you get peach Swedish fish?" And I said, I, "What? After I quit, his, I lit up another scar. I don't ever think about what I do." So Kevin is, um, and just to be you completely he's just better at this cigar smoking thing than i am i'm just going to admit that more refined he's much more refined i um and so i i tease him because i'm intimidated so, by him. so a lot of people no you don't have to be honestly it, it's it, it's all personal experience right yeah 100%. for me i'm a i'm a big foodie like i love i, I travel to eat so I'll try anything that that is new to me, that is out there, that's local and stuff like that. So I I know you send me those fucking have, vines all the time. Fucking hate you. So I will try anything new as long as it has gravy on it. Yes. Yeah. So, and I have this weird, like a memory of an elephant when it comes to food. Or, or when it, you know, so anytime I smoke, I try to pick on, pick out these little nuance that what it reminds me of, like kind of go back to that Rolodex of flavors, like what, what it reminds me of, or at that moment, basically. But again, that's just because I try more different things than yep. some other people. So what I get might be different than what other people or other people can relate because they never had. Yep, you have more reference points. Which so. I never put in my review, by the way. Or like Kern, like for example, like you never had Kern. I don't so know that I have. It's hard to imagine what is that flavor. I don't like raisins. But if either. I just say like a darker version of a raisin, that you can relate more to it. Yeah. You lost me at raisin. <laughs> but, and I've told you this to your face. It and, is. And I've told yeah. you this the, the, the times we've met. I love you like a brother. And I don't, I mean, yes, it's cool. And I've, I've told you that. So, you know, you know that this is, I'm not just saying this on mic, but cause I've said this to you one time drunk and one time sober. And so, um, <laughs> um, so, you know, the sober time's true. Um, it's just, you, you have a different experience and I, I, I respect that. I enjoy when you 
start talking about those things. And then I, when we smoke the same cigar, then I like look for those things. And I, you're right. I just, if you're going to reference a current, I'm just going to go, well, okay. If you're going to say it smells like, tastes like cotton candy that you're eating in a fair after a corn dog, I've done that. After a giant turkey leg. (laughs) Right. I go, okay, I got that reference point in my, my, if you talked about saltwater taffy the other day, I was like going, yeah, I got that one. Fucking the best. <laughs> so you, you you said something that made me think of back to when I was at my Greek school. So one of the things we learned was back in Greek times, what Parliament used to do was when they would debate a new law or debate a subject, they would do it sober, and then they would do it drunk as well. <laughs> and if it sound and if it sounded great both ways, that's fine. Then then they implemented it. So. What's the country song that, and I'm not making, this is like when you say, you know, the movie. So there's a, there's a uh, country song that where, um, sober me writes a song to, or writes a note to drunk me to not drunk dial the girl. (laughs) And you go that that's really smart. I wish I'd heard that country song like when I was a much younger man, because that would have been. That'd have been useful advice. Hey, sober, sober me used to always put a bottle of like Gatorade or Pedialyte next yeah, to the bed. No, drunk, sober for, me did for that. drunk me when they woke up. Tylenol, yeah, yeah. Like, right. Like, so we should do an episode drunk. Oh my god! I have not drank now going on 18, 19 months. Well, I, yeah, I had it's two, been a while. I had two Guinness tonight. So good for you. It's gonna take me a minute. You to need get. me to bear carry you out to the to the to the Subaru? <laughs> No. Okay. You got my hoodie on. No. <sighs> All right. I think we're good. I think we're good. Hope everybody has a safe Great. holiday time. Enjoy your time with your family, but most of all, um, be safe. Um, don't um, uh, don't take a swing in any of your family members. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and remember the greatest thing. Christmas song recorded besides Bing Crosby and <clears throat> and David. Uh, David Bowie is uh, by uh, is uh, Christmas with the family by uh, I forget the guy's name. I I don't like Christmas news and I. Oh, uh, uh, this one's great. This one talks about my. It's like it's uh, the perfect Christmas song. It's like the country, you know, the perfect country song. Yeah, by written by. Uh, Written by uh, the, the dude from Chicago. Um, this is like that same type. You know, it's like uh, it's like a it's like trope filled. It's great. I'll have to look it up because yeah. I don't know Christmas music. Again, we talk. We about sing it. Felice Navidad. It's like it's like uh, all the tropes, like from the family stuff, like where everything goes wrong. Uh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I played it for you. Like we blew a fuse and we all stood out on the yeah, lawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. so this Christmas, just talk politics at the dinner table. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> There's, <laughs> it's the best thing ever. Right. Uh, all right. Yeah, everybody, everybody be safe. Come back uh, next year, ready to rumble for 2023. Let's get ready to rumble. Uh, I don't want to do that, but he's, he's very, litigious. very litigious. I don't want to say that. All right. We'll talk to everybody next week. Be the good. Take care. Later.